Perhaps only the music of the spheres would be better. We're hearing the Helios Overture by Carl Nielsen, evoking the Greek god who rode the chariot of the sun across the sky each day, radiant chords swelling to a blazing fullness. The French philosopher Georges Bataille was struck by the titan Prometheus as he approached the chariot of Helios and lit his torch, bestowing the gift of fire on humankind on earth. And in his musings, Bataille considered another towering figure, a human this time, whom he felt also gave the gift of fire to the world in a one-of-a-kind way. Bataille contends that it was in 1888 that Vincent van Gogh was beginning to give the sun a meaning which it had not yet had. He did not introduce it into his canvases as part of a decor, but rather like the sorcerer whose dance slowly rouses the crowd, transporting it in its movement. And at that moment, all of his painting finally became radiation, explosion, flame, and himself lost in ecstasy before a source of radiant life, exploding, inflamed. When this solar dance began, all at once nature itself was shaken. Plants burst into flame, and the earth rippled like a swift sea. Of the stability at the foundation of things, nothing remained. The Van Gogh Sunflower It is this breakthrough that accounts for the great festive quality of Van Gogh's painting and its profound power, according to Georges Bataille. This painter, more than any other, had that sense of flowers which burst, beam, and dart their flaming heads into the very rays of that sun, which will eventually wither them. For Bataille, to encounter Van Gogh's sunflower paintings is a gift that can open us up to the profound joys and, yes, terrors of the world and make us feel alive. Those words were by philosopher Georges Bataille in his essay, Van Gogh as Prometheus. We're invited to encounter the flaming sunflowers of Van Gogh in a film that explores the many questions and mysteries surrounding these great works as part of Summerfest at the Dietrich Theater in Tunkhannock. 19 films to be screened in 21 days. And maybe, just maybe, we'll have an experience in viewing that movie or one or more of the other movies of the power of a work of art, not just to entertain but to open us up to the joys and the sorrows of the world in which we live, to enrich our lives as Bataille suggests Van Gogh can do. Ronnie Harvey, general theater manager and film booker at the Dietrich Theater, paid a visit to the WVIA studios to bring us up to date on the Dietrich itself and to invite us to the festival that begins this Friday. 
what a lot of people don't realize is that during the pandemic, as soon as we had the capability to be open, we reopened, regardless of capacity. Even though our capacities were at 20%, they were very small, we were still open. We thought that we wanted to, one, stay a viable place for the community to come and enjoy themselves. And two, we didn't want to get stale, if you will. We didn't want to get where we weren't still offering those things. We didn't want to just be complacent. And and we knew with everybody struggling through everything, we weren't the only one struggling. Everybody was. So so we wanted to, sh- to show that that sense of community was still there and that. And so we were open almost a full year before certain organizations and places were able to reopen or chose to reopen. We, we were very much about, we are going to keep doing this and we're going to struggle through it. And we struggled through it. And we were able to show some some film festival type movies during that time period that we probably wouldn't have been able to show. It ended up being okay. <laughs> and we're still okay. And I think we're thriving because of it because we heard so many people come in and say, I'm so glad you're open. I was so worried. You need to be here. We support you. And then donations and, and you know, everything just started to to snowball. And, and now that we're fully back in operation, we're right back at what we were doing before. <laughs> So you were back there in the spring and you're having to think about what you want to bring us for the summer festival, just like you might have done in years past. Yeah. And and, and, and the thing about this is that there are a few less options than what there normally are because of not only did physical places shut down, but physical production shut down. And, And so movies pushed back. And so we were constantly there was the chess game to try to figure out what was actually going to come out and whatnot. Now things are starting to pick back up again. And some people would even say that with the streaming services and all the different options and ways you can watch a movie now and different that there are more opportunity and more more products starting to come up from companies that would not necessarily be in the field of even film are now diving into film and making them theatrical. And so there's there's still a wide landscape for us to choose from. You know, there's just a tiny little bit of time where we have to figure out. And we were still able. Usually it's 21 films in 21 days. I got 19 this time. So I I missed out on two. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty remarkable, isn't it? It <laughs> right? sure is. Is your booker still in business? Absolutely. He's still working. He worked through the whole time. He, he didn't think we were crazy, but he sometimes liked to say, you're crazy. Uh, because we, during the whole pandemic, most of his other places were, you know, opting not to not to reopen. And he said, our staff is here. We want to work. We want to do what we, we do. And so he said, okay, we'll figure out what we when we have to. And we did a lot of little mini fests in that meantime and, and had a lot of classics and we're showing. And it went fine. <laughs> we often ask you, Ronnie, about whether it's meant or not. Is there a theme or an overarching kind of cluster of films this time around? I think there is a little one that I kind of found while looking at it. And I think it has to do with community is kind of the theme this time. Or at least a group of people getting together to overcome some kind of adversity or or, or work together in some way. Dream Horse is one of our opening night features. And if you remember a few years back, I remember only because I do it. A lot of people, there's hundreds of movies that we show at the theater. So obviously you don't have to remember. But 
we had a documentary film called Dark Horse, and it was this story, but this is just the Hollywood uh, the Hollywood story that they're telling. It's essentially the same story. Tony Collette stars as a woman who is kind of struggling in her tight little small uh, Irish community, and she really wants some something to liven her up. And she sees this horse, and she doesn't have a lot of money, but she pools together a bunch of people in the community. None of them have a lot of money, but they pool together to buy this racehorse, and they're going to make it happen. And Spoiler alert, they do, but because it's a real story, so you could go and find this out. But it's this wonderful little story of his community getting together and finding purpose. And and then that kind of morphs into our second film, which is Queen Bees, also a community because it's set in a retirement community village. Ellen Burstyn plays a woman who she's getting a remodel done in her house, and it's going to be a long time. And so her children can't take her. And so they put her in this short-term facility she says she will go to this facility and in there she encounters the mean girls click you know the movie mean girls where the it's it kind of now it's moving from the high school to the retirement home and it's the story of it's got a wonderful cast james Kahn, christopher lloyd loretta divine jane Curtin, just a who's who of of actors and actresses who are finding new love and kind of little little cattiness involved in there but it's this wonderful little community story of these friends that get together and how she kind of disrupts their way of of being (laughs) b-e-e yes b-e-e no pun intended then that kind of leads me into 12 mighty orphans which is the story of the true story of a football team. It was an early during the Great Depression. It's this down on their luck team and a guy believes in them and sets them on the path to to greater glory. So it's that, that weird there's this this sense of community throughout all of these movies that I had not intended. And of course, it's a timely theme for people who are experiencing hard times and coming together to try to make it through and find some sort of meaning or connection. Absolutely. And it was completely (laughs) unplanned. One of the things we know is that in putting together a festival, you have a sense that we want to see some documentaries, we want to see some films about art, yes. we want to have some foreign films, that sort of mix. And you have that here. Yes. That even plays on my little community thing a little bit. There, There's a, our documentary film, Travel Hunters, is about this really small community of men. They're in their 70s or 80s in Italy who are on this, this search for the truffle. <laughs> and and they are being encroached constantly by greed and people trying to to find them from outside the groups. And they're the only ones that they, they have the secret code to how to figure it out. So that's also this little tight knit community within. We we also have against the current. This is not community, but it is about a woman who chooses who wants to circumnavigate Iceland against the current to be the first woman to do a trip around Iceland. She also talks about how she had transitioned at a young age. And so she is talking about the adversity that she went through during her transition and how that forced her and pushed her to want to do this to show that she could. 
We also, our famous series that we always show as exhibition on screen, we do an art one usually every time, at least one. And this one is a little more narrowed approach. It's it's specifically on Vincent Van Gogh's Sunflowers. There's four paintings, I believe, and it specifically follows the different intricacies of each work and how he came to make these paintings. Usually it's about a painter in general, uh, but now it's getting a little more into the we, <laughs> a little deeper into into specific pieces. You said the word weed almost. <laughs> I know I did. Oh, I did. Mama Weed. So Mama Weed stars Isabelle Huppert, and um, she is a translator in charge of the narcotics division in a police department. And she intercepts a call from a, a friend who there's a large amount of marijuana on the friend's son. And so she then takes it upon herself to collect the weed so that he won't get in trouble. And in the process, she becomes sort of a kingpin in the marijuana trade business. And it's the story of how she shifted from being this person who's helping deal with those crimes to actually being the leader in and of itself. And how there's little subtleties in where you feel, where you are on that spectrum. And Mama Weed is actually a premiere for our festival in the sense that usually we get films that are that have been out for a little bit, like a few months or a few weeks. Mama Weed is opening on July 16th in New York and L.A., so we have it here on the 19th. It's our first day for it for a film festival. Well, I just briefly looked next to it, and there's something about a federal agent. So is there more crime? And- yeah, there there is kind of a few films dealing with crime as well, which was also not planned. The Dry stars Eric Bana, and he is an agent. He returns to his hometown to attend a funeral for a friend. That friend had been convicted and charged with the crime of killing his family. But he does not believe that that, that the man did it, his friend. And so he then goes and starts to investigate and he starts to drum up all these old tensions and all of these old things from the past that uh, really make the community on the brink of chaos. I don't know. Uh, That would be a word I would use for it. And it's all set in the backdrop of this drought that's happening. So that's also adding all this pressure and tension. Now, that's a case of a community tearing apart as opposed to coming together. Correct. And and a similar movie, while it's not tearing apart, when it since comes to community, is Silo. It has, it has a similar feel to it in the sense that it's a small town, small town feel. And Silo is about a young farm worker who gets trapped inside a corn silo. And it's the story of how this community has to come together, get rid of their past unite to try to save this boy. So there's a lot of really interesting movies in this that I, I'm not used to some of the stories that are being told. They seem to be an eclectic group of stories. And yet we see just in scanning the brochure, actors we know and actors we can count on to deliver. Glenn Close, for example. Did you see Glenn Close? And I was like, yes, you did see Glenn Close. Four Good Days is actually a film that I saw at Sundance in 2020 when I was there. And it is probably some of the best work that Glenn Close and Mila Kunis have ever done, ever. It's the story of Glenn Close's daughter in the film has an addiction to heroin. And it's the story she comes home to get help from her mother. And her mother's at the point where she's just reached a point where she she can't do it anymore. And... 
they get the opportunity to put her on some kind of experimental drug, but she has to be clean for four days. So it's the story of of them finding, this is why it's called Four Good Days, where she can't use so that she could get on this drug, this, this other thing to help her. And it's some of the best work that either of them have ever done. On Judy Dench. <laughs> right? Judy Dench in, in a World War II film. Uh, it's called Six Minutes to Midnight. And it follows a summer camp of boarding school on a seaside town for girls. And Eddie Izzard plays a man who sees what's happening. The Nazis are influencing these. It's basically Nazi youth is what, what's happening. And they're trying to sound the warning bell that w- what is about to happen. And so that's we always have to have a World War II movie in our film festivals. You understand that film lovers like to talk about films. They like to discuss what they've seen. And you always build into the end of the festival a chance for people to get together. Yeah, it's 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 funny because so so much of it happens right after the movie. People have, have you know, gained friendships with each other. But we decided after hearing all these people doing that as they're leaving and, and staying for so long and talking about specific movies that we're like, why not get them all together at the end? So the Friday after the film festival ends on August 6th at one, you can join us at the theater. It doesn't matter if you've seen one film or all 19 of them, and you can just come and sit and and we have a casual conversation. You don't have to be a film connoisseur if you just want to talk about it, talk about it with us. <laughs> Speaking of community, we always talk, whether it's COVID time or not, Ronnie, about the sense of community that it forms, and you just alluded to it when you're talking about the post-film conversations people have. That sense of community, there's nothing like being in a movie theater. The lights go down, the film comes up. Yeah, and I think I think more and more people are, are realizing that. I've seen a lot of posts and people talking returning to the theater for the first time and oh I forgot how I missed this or even so far as oh my god I missed the design of the carpet like it's like people are talking about just how how they are deeply moved by seeing something on the big screen because you cannot replicate it regardless of its easy accessibility which I watch a lot of things at home on my couch half asleep on my phone not paying attention like and, and you don't get that from and so many people were saying I was so happy that I sat and I focused for two hours and got away because movies have always been my escape from the realities of the world even if there are some tough sub tough subject matters in here it's not my life that I'm dealing with it's somebody else's life projected on the on the screen for me to enjoy and so I do not think no matter how available it ever is that that sense of community camaraderie around film will ever go away and it's just proof proof after the past year of going through everything that we went to and the audiences while slowly coming back have come back and and this festival is looking to be just as busy or more so than the rest what happens on opening night yeah so our opening night this year for our it's a little scaled back for the winter and the summer but we do have light refreshments, and then we have wine and beer from Nimble Hill, and you get to watch Dream Horse. And then after that, we normally do our strawberry shortcake, but this year, because it's our 20th anniversary at the theater, we are doing a secret dessert for our 20th anniversary that you have to be there to find out what it is. And there's still tickets available. You can call 570-836-1022, extension 3, extension 3. 
And there are still tickets available, and there might even be a few at the door, but I can't guarantee it. And then if you want to get a brochure or to find out more information about the showtimes, you can go to our website, d2theater.com, or you can stop at the ticket booth and pick one up. Ronnie Harvey, general theater manager and film booker at the Dietrich Theater in Tunkhannock, speaking about Summerfest 2021. 19 films in 21 days, July 16th through August 5th, opening night. This Friday, July 6th, the doors open at 6. And as Ronnie suggests, you can see Dream Horse, have a secret dessert, and follow up with Queen Bees. For details about opening night or any of the three weeks of the festival, you're welcome to check their website. And that's DietrichTheater.com. DietrichTheater.com. And Dietrich is spelled D-I-E-T-R-I-C-H. And theater is E-R-T-H-E-A-T-E-R. DietrichTheater.com. And they have a complete listing of the films and the times and extra special things like the post-festival film discussion that's going to take place on Friday, August 6th at 1 at the theater. They have information about the films that Ronnie didn't mention, such as, for example, Truman in Tennessee, an intimate conversation about American artists Truman Capote and Tennessee Williams. You may have read about that film or heard about that film. Lots and lots of information about Summerfest 2021 at the Dietrich Theater, 60 East Tioga Street in Tunkhannock, July 16th through August 5th, 19 films in 21 days, dietrichtheater.com, dietrichtheater.com. <laughs> 